Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 147 of my Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have you gained an extra 5, 10, or 15 pounds these last few months? If I told you there is a program greatly researched and backed by science that you can do in the comfort of your home or even outside that's guaranteed to help you burn fat, increase muscle tone, and put you in the best cardiovascular health of your life, would you be interested? Well, my next guest, Dr. Lynn Kravitz, is the author of Hit Your Limit, High Intensity Interval Training for Fat Loss, Cardio, and Full Body Health. In this interview, Dr. Kravitz will explain in detail why high-intensity interview training works and how it works. He will also explain why for every 30 minutes, you should move for three minutes. Every 30, get your three. And why sitting is the new smoking disease. His book includes 50 different exercises that anyone can do, regardless of your current physical condition. And I am offering a copy, a free copy of Dr. Kravitz's book to the first three people who, after listening to the interview, place a comment on my website at www.sixweekstofitness.com. If you want to get that body back to pre-pandemic stages, the next 40 minutes could be the best investment you've made in a very long time. Dr. Lynn Kravitz has 37 years of experience as a researcher, writer, and speaker on fitness. He is the coordinator of exercise science at the University of New Mexico. He has published more than 300 articles in dozens of health and fitness publications, and prior to the pandemic, would travel regularly throughout the country as a speaker on fitness and health. In his latest book, Hit Your Limit, high-intensity interview training for fat loss, cardio, and full body health, Dr. Lin explains what HIT is and how it affects your entire body externally and internally. The book provides 50 workouts and a plan to whip you into shape fast and presents a wealth of nutritional and other advice to further its impact. HIT H-I-I-T, was recently rated the number one new fitness trend by the American College of Sports Medicine and is the key to staying fit for celebrities like David Beckham, Britney Spears, Hugh Jackman, and Scarlett Johansson. Not a bad group to be around. Through this groundbreaking book, you'll learn why and see how to get fit quick and have a fun and truly sustainable exercise program. No expensive personal trainer required Personally, I'm sorry to hear that, but that's that's a good thing. I am pleased to welcome Dr. Lynn Kravitz to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. Dr. Lynn, how are you? Great, and it's wonderful to be with you today, Vince. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Now, before we discuss your book, Hit Your Limit, let's talk a little about your personal life, Lynn. 
Absolutely. Where did you grow up and what motivated you to pursue a career in health and fitness? Oh, great question. I actually was born in Albuquerque and then I got my undergrad degree at the University of Mexico, went to San Jose and got a master's degree and then a job opening at University of New Mexico opened up. So I came back to the University of New Mexico to get my PhD. And then I went and taught at Ole Miss before returning. Yeah, Ole Miss, loved it. But all along the way, I started as a gymnast and a gymnastics coach, but I was so fascinated about the human body and everything about how our bodies work, how they function, and how we can improve them with exercise and training, that it really spurred me to get my master's and then my, my, my doctorate. Because even now, I just love, like with HIT, I am doing several studies, even right now, with you know HIT training, just to understand more about the human body and how we can make it healthier. That is awesome, Dr. Len. That is really that's amazing. And you know, I was reading your book, and I'm very impressed with it. And you had a quote from the Greek philosopher Hippocrates. And the quote said, all parts of the body, if used in moderation and exercise and labors to which each is accustomed, become thereby healthy and well-developed and age slowly. But if they are unused and left idle, they become liable to disease, defective in growth, and age quickly. Now, that pretty much sums up the reasons why we should be exercising, doesn't it? It's so amazing. Hippocrates, 2,400 years ago, said that quote. He wrote it. And if you would tell me today, Dr. Lin, what is the best quote you can tell to your readers, you know, for, you know, improving their quality of life, longevity, and, and making every effort to, to live you know, with as much energy, that's the quote. And he said that 2,400 years ago. How is that possible? He was, he was such a forward-thinking professional. Amazing. So even with that knowledge thousands of years ago, why is it, Dr. Lin, that more Americans today are overweight, obese, and out of shape? Well, you know, it, it's multifactorial because if it was just one, one factor, you, you know, we, we could solve it. But what we see right now is um, it, it, it's techno has taken charge where we used to be able to, even when I was a child, I used to walk to my elementary school every day. Nowadays, nobody walks to school. You know, I actually walked to junior high too. I walked to my elementary and junior high school every single day. And now technology, it's so wonderful. It's so fabulous. But you don't have to do anything to wash dishes now, to do your clothes. No one has to hang up their clothes. I remember when I was a child, we used to hang up the clothes on the clothesline. You know, it, it was very, very regularly that, that, you know, we went for long walks with the dog. Now, you know, if, if people, if, if it's closed, but they let the dog out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you walk but yourself. He goes, you walk yourself. Yeah. They, they walk themselves. But if you look at it right now, I think we all can see two big factors. As a society, because of the wonderful technology advancements, 
We move a lot less. We pretty much can do everything in a chair that we need for the waking day. And because of so much with, as you know, processing of foods, making them last on shelves, foods now have a lot of sugar. Mm, You know, some of them still have a lot of fat, but more importantly, they have a lot of calories. And food manufacturers have made all of these food options so tasty. You know, portion control is one of the best techniques for, for helping to prevent obesity. But oftentimes when you and I are eating some of these unbelievably great food options, it's hard to do portion control. Yeah, it's true. It is. It is hard to walk away. <laughs> agreed. 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 <laughs> now, this may not be your area of expertise, but do you believe that the populations that were affected neg- most by COVID nineteen had more to do with the poor health of the uh, of Americans? Yeah, I, I think that's what the science now. You know, when you watch on TV, the scientists are showing. You know, those that unfortunately have predisposition to type 2 diabetes who probably have, you know, some cardiovascular disease risk factors, say like, you know, high uh, hypertension or high blood pressure, those, uh, we, we haven't seen anything, though, that's on, they haven't addressed inactivity in COVID-19, but they have addressed, you know, the, the major diseases and the relationship to COVID. Uh, I'm actually very, very curious if we will see anything about inactivity and COVID-19 complications. That would be quite fascinating. That's that's true. And then also when they tell you to shelter in place, you, it's even less activity. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think even for me, and, and you know, you and me, we're both really passionate. Yes. But I am finding, you know, when I'm at university, when I'm working on a daily basis, I'm, I'm never sitting. I'm constantly on the go, moving, teaching, you know, walking across campus. And here at home, I'm keeping busy, but I'm in a chair. Yes. And, and, and you know, there's something that we should, we should tell all your listeners. There's some very good new research, nothing to do with COVID-19, that says every 30 minutes – Try to get three minutes of movement. Every 30, get your three. And the research shows you're going to be healthier. If you have you know, predisposition to cardiovascular disease, it can minimize the risk. It can minimize the risk of insulin, insulin resistance. And the key is it's just moving more. Every 30 minutes, get three minutes of some type of movement. You know, I read that in your book. <laughs> yeah, it's in the book. Oh, yeah. And it's all research. Good. research. <laughs> you, you know, um, I'm reading about, about right now uh, about back disorders. And, you know, one of the greatest things that we can do to prevent a back disorder is when you stand up, reach with your arms over your head, look up, and then kind of stretch back. You and I can do it right now. You, if, I'm not sure if you can stand up because you're on a mic, right. but I, I can do it right now. So reach up, and your listeners can do it. Now look up and reach back. It's wonderful for your back because we're bent over too much of the time, and we, we need to let the spine go through the movement that it's not getting. You know, we're, we're bending at the hip. We're bending forward at the chest. 
and the spine can move in all planes. So people should do that all the time. I, I've started doing it once I read the research on it. What? It makes a difference. It does. Well, less back pain is the major message. Less back pain. Because I think 80% of us, uh, as you get older, suffer from some kind, of, some kind of lower back pain. That's the research. You're, you're 100% correct. 80% of, of those of us Americans, it's probably worldwide too, have some type of back disorder, pain, discomfort. Wow. Absolutely. That's amazing. Also in your book, you called sitting <laughs> the new smoking disease. Explain that. Yes, yes. Dr. James Levine was the most recent to do that phrase, sitting is the new smoking. And he is probably the world's foremost advocate of get rid of chairs. We sit too much. But but he, he is really, he's kind of like my mentor because I really read his research and his, you know, science as to it's it's all in a an area now we call sedentary behavior, sitting too much. And, and you know it's interesting just to tell a short story. He works, you know, he's a medical doctor, so he works at a male clinic with the sickest of the sick. He he specialized in the, the most sick people that come in with multiple diseases. And he, you know, in, in his writings he talks about they're too sick to exercise. But I started them just moving, just walking, and many of them walk in a very, very slow slumber. But even in that slow slumber by walking, he saw over the months and in some patients over the years, they got much healthier just by moving their bodies. Really? Really? But why is it that we don't move more? It makes sense. Yeah, what we need to. And I think... As a society, we have not, you know, we talk about as a society, be safe, put on your seatbelt. I think as a society, we did incredibly well, don't smoke, it leads to cancer. I think as a society right now, we're getting a lot better, have a little sugar, but too much sugar is going to lead to, you know, pounds around, you know, your, your, your waistline. But we have not, you and I are, are fitness professionals. We as an industry have not really done the best of jobs in telling me, telling people, move. You'll be a champion of life if you move more. We, we haven't really got our message out there yet. But I like that. 30 minutes, three minutes movement. 30 minutes, three That's minutes it. movement. I like that. I like that. Like it, like it. Everyone can do it. Yeah, you, okay. And you know, Vince, there's one other um, challenge. The people who exercise a lot, they're fanatics. And some people see them, you know, they could spend, you know, you and I are fitness professionals. They could spend hours in the gym. And many people look at them and say, well, I don't want to be like that. And so, you know, it almost dissuades them from, you know, exercising. So we, we need to really champion, you know, for every 30, get your three. Yes, I like that. I'm going to spread that. For every 30, get your three. That is awesome, Doc. I love it. I love it. Now, because of this pandemic, most of us have been away from the gym environment for at least four months now. Yeah. And, you know, and as a result, our fitness level is not what, what it used to be. Okay. But how do we ease back into an exercise program safely without injuring ourselves? Without a doubt that that could be problematic because 
your body is not, for, especially for people who are exercising, it's not at that same level. Um, just so we know from the research, if you miss five days, if you're doing cardio, if you miss five days of cardio, your, your cardiovascular system starts to slowly, you know, become less efficient. Let's use that word. Right. You know, if you're not, if you haven't done a resistant training, what's interesting, if you haven't done resistant training for about three weeks, we hold on to muscular strength a little longer. Three weeks, you start to get weaker. And so what most of us don't realize is our mind is the same mind. My mind is the same mind as it was four months ago before COVID-19. So I'm going to go into the gym, if I'm not careful, and say, hey, I am Len Kravitz. I can do the same workout, not realizing that my body has really, really weakened in many areas, in the heart, in the lungs, you know, in all the transport vessels that, that carry oxygen. They are not functioning near the level. So I always tell people, if you can, go in and do at least half as much as what you've normally done, just as a barometer, and then slowly build back up. But start at 50% of what you were doing. Because, you know, a lot of people, it's been a long time, and the body's not ready for their regular workout. You know, mentally, we think it is, right? Mentally, we're like, mentally, oh, mentally yeah. but, but physically, it's not there. Yeah, like my, my, you know, I'm the perfect example, although, I, you know, you and I are fitness professionals, so we've, we've managed to make it work however we can. But mentally, your mind says, I can do it. But phys physically, your body says, not yet. <laughs> no, you can't, my man. <laughs> and some, some of us are just overly enthusiastic about getting, getting back into it again, you know, but uh, got to take it easy. Yeah, and, and what's priding a lot of it is almost everyone I talk to, all my friends, my students, everyone emails me, Dr. Gravitz, I feel like I'm gaining a little bit of weight. And we all are because we're sitting so much. Oh, we all are. Goodness, my goodness. And, you know, obesity has been a major issue throughout this country for years. And that's a risk factor for COVID, right? And unfortunately, oh, gosh, yes. these last few months, those of us who are obese have gotten more so. <laughs> yep. Which is yeah, not, which is serious, actually. It's very serious. It's serious, sadly. It, it's serious. And there's one thing I think it's important to share with, you know, your listeners. You can definitely be fit and fat. You know, a lot of times our industry is always focused on, you know, like those celebrities with the best bodies. Yes. And, and, and we forgot the message. You can be fit and fat if you're exercising, moving, you know, and you're, you're, you're robust. We don't have to say fat or overweight, but if you are, are carrying a little extra weight, you can be still very, very healthy. And so that, that, that's really important. You can be fit and fat and have a quality life. You remind me of some of these football players I see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's interesting about, you know, some of these football players is – they, you know, I used to, you know, uh, work at a, a fitness club many years ago, you know, where we had a lot of athletes, some of them year round, you know, they're, they're big gentlemen, you know, the football players that we're talking about that, you know, play on professional teams, yes. but a lot of them have really good exercise programs, you know, where they're doing cardio three or four times a week. A lot yes. of them, I, I used to teach 
at a club in the Bay Area, and we had some 49ers when it was off season, San Francisco 49ers. And they used to come to the pool and run in the, the pool. You know, run run in the shallow wind because yeah, they, they really? you know they were careful of their joints, so they didn't want to you know give any impact forces to their. But they just ran in the shallow end of the of, of the the pool, and I was really pretty impressed. You know how how they were making it work for their body, but yes. they were definitely conditioning. Definitely putting the stress against their muscles. The um, you know, yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk more about high intensity interview training what right first of all what is it explain to my listeners exactly what it is hit high intensity interval training alternates work bouts from like five seconds up to even eight minutes but they're usually short around 30 seconds to 60 seconds of what i will say challenging movement alternating with sometimes equally long say like you know, from 30 to 60 seconds or even a slightly bit longer of light to moderate movement. So consider it movement that's challenging followed by movement that is less challenging. And what the research shows is when we alternate this kind of challenge with less challenge, the change in effort, the change in intensity is absolutely fabulous for the heart. It really makes the heart function more. And it does something else, Vince. A lot of people are focused on weight control. When you do the challenging workouts and then bring it down and challenging, it really activates what I call your fat catabolic hormones. Adrenaline and noradrenaline, those are the hormones that really stimulate the breakdown of fat. And now we have several studies because we've seen a lot of research with hit people losing weight. And now we have several studies that show it's that increase in adrenaline and noradrenaline during that work bout. And we have even better news now. The intensity is relative to the fitness level of the person. So a person who might not be working out at all and does their first hit workout they only need to do challenging effort at what is at their level of fitness. So they don't have to work at the intensity of say like me or someone else who does it all the time. They just have to challenge their body at their level. They will stimulate the adrenaline and noradrenaline response. And when those hormones are activated, they really promote the breakdown of fat. Nice. And the same is true for the heart. And so hit has gotten tremendous popularity because it really improves your cardiovascular, we call it cardio protection, heart protection from disease. Right. While at the same time, it promotes the breakdown of fat, which is something, you know, that is always, you know, a lingering goal for many people who exercise. Definitely. Now that's actually good news. Wonderful news. Oh yeah. Wonderful news. So that means even if you're obese now, you're totally out of shape, you can actually start a HIT program. Yeah. And, and that's the way in, in the book, our, my book, Hit Your Limit, I've designed the whole writing of the book for any one of your readers at home who says, I've never done this. I'm a little afraid. I start them at the very, very 
first step that they'll feel so comfortable. You know, there's 50 different workouts. The first step is without a doubt something every non-exerciser can do. And then I show for the advanced exerciser who wants to really challenge himself, I show what they can do. So it's designed for every level of fitness. The sedentary person just starting and the highly enthusiastic exerciser that you and I see all the time, they can choose the workout best for them. So with this program, they can not only increase their cardiovascular output of cardiovascular conditioning, they can also lose weight, right? And absolutely. they can tone up, their, tone up their body. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's, there's a hit in there with circuit training that would really help them tone up the body. And, and you, know, you know, another one of the benefits of HIT we now know, it was interesting, recently published, is that HIT training, now, now cardiovascular training can do this too, so just not HIT, but HIT training also improves your cognitive thinking skills. So your mm. mind, mm. you know, is sharper. Your cognition is sharper. That's good to know because we need that, those cognitive skills. <laughs> we, we do, we do. It seems that when you contract your, your muscles vigorously, it releases a few very specialized hormones that go to the brain. And, and there's a hormone in the brain, it's called BDNF. And BDNF is a hormone in the brain that really enhances areas in an area of the brain called the hippocampus. And it enhances areas of the hippocampus. Those are our areas of thinking, cognition. So scientists, we've actually figured it out, how exercise does it. And HIT is really good at doing this. Wow, that's awesome. Now, can you do HIT program at home? Yeah, that's the great news. You can do HIT anywhere. And all you have to do, uh, to be quite honest with you, I've been doing it here during COVID-19, is what I'm doing, you know, I can do it in one room or a couple rooms, is walk fast. For instance, let me give you a simple hit for everybody to do. It's, I call it 30-60 hit. I like it. 30 seconds, 60 seconds. So I'll walk for 30 seconds. And, and I don't always time myself. I have timers, but I could time myself. But I walk for 30 seconds just very briskly. And then I walk very comfortably for 60 seconds. And, and really, I'll, I'll just do that for five to 10 times. Walk brisk for 30, and this could be just in a room. And sometimes I'll walk brisk forward and backwards, you know, I'll change, you know, directions. And then walk comfortable for 60, and you're doing a HIIT workout right in your room, right in your home. You know, uh, if, if people, you know, in New York, you perhaps can go outside on the sidewalk and do it, you know, around your block. Oh, go 30 mm-hmm. and then comfortable 60 and it's a wonderful hit program believe it or not there's a lot of research on 30 60 hit from canada and it, it's just a great program but in, the, in in my book i've got 50 different workouts so you'll never get bored 50 different workouts yeah 50 so you'll never get bored you will never 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 you're gonna have plenty to keep you busy Unbelievable. Uh, are you, uh, do you also give workouts on, the, let's say, on the elliptical machine or on the treadmill? Or do you mix yes. it up? What, what I say is, you know, choose your mode. You know, everyone, you know, right now, a lot of us are limited because we're all home. So I'm walking my, my, around my neighborhood and walking around my house. But, you know, when 
non-COVID was around at my, my university, we have the most incredible fitness facility where every day I would choose a different workout equipment. Well, this is so important right now. We need alternatives because some of us even, oh, and some, you know, some of us don't even have gyms open yet. So we need to think yeah. about other ways to, to work out. I think right now, uh, I wish I could get the word out. Everybody should be doing hit right now in their homes, around their neighborhood, wherever if they could have a park, you know, if they can go to, you know, any type of area where it's just open for them and safe, but hit, hit would be the best. You, you know, the, the greatest message everybody always asks me, what's the best thing you can tell us about hit? From all the research, hit gives the same or even better benefits than just steady state training in half the amount of time. So in other words, if you normally worked out for 30 minutes with doing just steady state type of exercise, doing a HIT protocol for 15 will give you the same, maybe even more health benefits as the 30. So it's, it's probably the biggest finding in the research now, equal or better benefits in half the time. And when you stop training that let's say for instance you're doing the hit program it may take you eight yeah. ten minutes and when you stop it do you stop burning calories or you still continue to burn calories even after it's over whoa what a wonderful question as you know we fitness professionals know that when you finish your workout we we have this period of time it's called in science we call it epoch excess post-exercise oxygen consumption we, we, to our consumers, to our, to our friends who aren't not in exercise science, we call it the, the afterburn, after exercise. When you're, you're, you give a, a real good idea of this, right after a, a good workout, our metabolism is elevated anywhere between four and 10%. It depends. The harder you work, the higher your metabolism. And we now know for science, it's been debated over the years, but your metabolism is elevated for probably about 14 hours. So for, for about 14 hours, you're burning more calories. Wow. 14 hours. Yeah. Best kept secret about exercise. 14 hours. That's amazing. But if you're doing an aerobic program, if you're just running and you stop, it's not the same. Well, you are right. It's all about the intensity. So everyone should always remember the harder your work, the greater your afterburn. And so in, in all fairness, if someone were to do a very, very light intensity hit workout, they wouldn't have near the afterburn as the person who's doing the very challenging. So the, the afterburn is really most reflective of how much you put into the workout. That's really, I think, the major take home. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that's a benefit and it saves, and it saves a lot of time. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, what's really interesting, we now know that in resistance training, the contractile activity of resistance training, it can be just like circuit training, it has a very, very good epoch, too. So resistance training, which isn't, which isn't usually looked upon as being an aerobic activity, still has this exercise afterburn. And it kind of explains something. I know a lot of bodybuilders, like a lot of my students are bodybuilders, and they do very little cardio, but they're really, really defined, you know, very, very muscular and defined. Now, of course, bodybuilders usually eat, a, you know, really a good diet, 
but many of them, because they do so much resistance training, they constantly are in this exercise afterburn, burning calories. And so it really helps them, you know, as far as, you know, their physique. Yes, definitely. And it's also said that the more lean muscle you have, you know, the more calories you burn, right? 100% correct. As you develop more muscle, muscle is the most metabolically active tissue in the human body. It go. burns the most amount of calories. So that's why it's so important to do resistance training. Yes, yes. I mean, a lot of women are afraid to do resistance training. And they shouldn't be. Resistance training is so beneficial for women in so many ways that one big factor with muscles, you know, women, a lot of women are worried about getting muscle bound or too much muscle. It's been shown that men have 10 to 20 times more testosterone which is one of the anabolic hormones that promotes muscle size. So it's very unlikely for women to get the, high, the, the big muscles that they see with men because the hormone that, they, that drives it is 10 to 20 times less prominent in, in their body. So you know, it's, it's, it would be very difficult if a woman was trying to do it because she just doesn't have that much testosterone. So she would actually get the benefit of burning a lot of calories and becoming more toned and more fit. Yeah, she <laughs> that's it. She, that, she would get all the benefits: tone, oh fit, and extra caloric expenditure. Oh yeah, for sure. So now we know that this program is important and that it can really help people to lose weight, even now in the midst of a, a pandemic. We know that with now. without a doubt, and it's so easy to incorporate. Every 30, get your three. Love it. And you know, Vince, if people wanted to, for those three minutes, they could do a little hit program. 30 seconds challenge, 30 seconds light, then repeat it. 30 seconds challenge, 30 seconds light, then repeat it the third time. 30 seconds challenge, 30 seconds light, and they just did a three-minute hit workout. Mm, love it. Anyone can do it. Okay. Anyone can do it. But now, what about Nutrition. How important is nutrition when it comes to the hip training? Without a doubt, you start training your body. Your body is your, I always tell my students, your body is your castle. You got to take care of it. And so a healthy diet is important. You know, we, we, we need a nice balance, you know, of fat, carbohydrate, and protein, and not too much of any one of those macronutrients in a you know, in an overabundance. I'm a real fan of portion control. But you can't just do a, a workout program and expect to get the results without eating properly. Yeah, and I think you hit on the most important point. If the goal is weight loss, you have to portion control and eat a little bit less. You know, one of the best tips we, we can share with a listener, a lot of research shows that people drink Sugar-sweetened drinks drink about 400 calories a day in sugar-sweetened drinks. So if someone were, could, could wean themselves off of like one drink a day, that's 100 calories less. If they wean themselves off of two, that's 200 calorie, calories less. You know, like for dinner, I used to always have, you know, a soda. Not anymore. I always just have ice water now and put yeah. some lemon in it, and it tastes perfect. But there are some simple ways 
to cut calories. Definitely. And like you said, portion control, cut out some of the sodas. All right. That means a yeah. lot. And uh, it's just amazing to me the steps that you can take. And today, people are eating just as if, just like they were going to work every day. I mean, we're not outside, we're not traveling as much, but we're still eating like we are. And that's why we're getting so much heavier and out of shape as well. Yeah, we, yeah we've created this incredible imbalance. Yes. Too much going in, too much going in, not enough going out. Oh my goodness. But a HIP pro program is gonna help us take care of that, Dr. Len. <laughs> yeah. I believe and, that. And in half the time. Yes, and half the time. And people always complain about, I don't have enough time to work out. I'm too busy. Not, not with HIIT program, you're not that busy. You can do this. You've got the time. Yes, I love yes, it. yes. Now, in your book, you have a chapter called Lessons from the Biggest Loser, where you write about a 2016 study that followed the contestants for about six years. And after that time, a majority of the, contest of the contestants regained a substantial amount of weight back. Why wasn't the weight loss sustainable? Yeah, that, that, it's very sad. But when you lose weight very, very fast, your body doesn't adapt to that weight loss. It's still thinking that you're in, like with the, the, the greatest losers, that they were all obese. And so they did real aggressive weight loss, you know, moving, you know, eight hours a day and eating practically nothing. And the body almost rebounded just the opposite. As soon as they stopped, the body said, I need to replenish everything you just removed. We now know that successful weight loss, my philosophy in the book, you see, is inch by inch. Yes. It's a cinch. Mm, Successful inch. weight loss, you have to do it very, very progressively. And then your body adapts very, very progressively and positively. Because most people think that they see these guys on TV, they lost all this weight. But you go revisit the show, you revisit these guys a few years later, they gained it back and even more so. They all gained it back. And you're right. Many of them then were heavier. They rebounded, ate more, and came back heavier. Isn't that sad? It's very sad and very dangerous. Very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Lynn, where can my listeners purchase a copy of your book? I think the best is Amazon. You know, Amazon, they, they you know, I'm sure, you know, there, there's some distributors close by, but Amazon's got a plentiful supply of them. They sell it at a really wonderful discount. I haven't looked at what it's discounted now, but hit your limit. Just type it in there. And Amazon will have that book to you. And probably now, you know, they're so fast in two days and you'll have it. That's great because I'm going to make sure my listeners know about it. I'm going to also give, do some giveaways on it uh, because I, th I just think it's a very important book to have next to your Bible. <laughs> I agree. And, and, you know, hit your limit. I talk about there's some research on the 10,000 real life most successful weight loss champions, the people who lost up to 30 pounds in one year and kept it off. And some of them now, you know, have lost, you know, hundreds of pounds. Mm. But wow. I have a whole chapter on what they do. And, and let me share with you. You know what they all do? One commonality. They all get 
at least an hour of movement every day. Most of them split it up into two 30-minute walks at a comfortable but challenging intensity. And Vince, you know one other thing they all do? This is 10,000 men and women. They all eat a healthy breakfast. Breakfast. A healthy breakfast. Not too much sugar, not too much fat, but more of a healthy breakfast. Isn't that interesting? Very much so, yes. And they walk. Walk. They walk. 70% of them, their physical activity is walking. 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon. Yep. 70% of them. Something that we all can do. So do. Can do, can do, can do. Now, how can my listeners find out more about you, Dr. Kravitz? If you go to Google and type in Len Kravitz, you're going to go right to my webpage. It's my university webpage, and you'll see a whole bunch of stories on me. And right on the front page, you'll see some stories because, you know, there'll be links. Now, now, Vince, we need to share with your listeners if they type in Lenny Kravitz, we're going to go to one of the greatest rock <laughs> stars of our time. Oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so, they may Len. want to say Dr. Len Kravitz in their search engine, and they'll go right to my webpage, and there's a whole bunch of stories about me on the webpage. Good point, good point, Dr. Len Kravitz. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> Dr. Lin, on behalf of BodyScope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on the show today. What a fabulous time we've had today. And you are the best host. You understand fitness from A to Z, and you know how to explain it and talk about it. So I applaud you, Vince. Oh, I applaud your work, though. Your work is going to help me to do what I need to do, to bring it more to the attention of more people and to help more people just because of the book that you wrote. Thank you so much for this. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.